0: Welcome
1: to The Delling Pod with me, James Dellingpole. And I know I always say I'm excited about this week's special guest, but look who I've got. I've got Sean Stone. Sean, welcome to The Delling Pod. Um, I've spent, I'm famous for not doing my research. And today I've broken the rule by looking at your, your like two and a half hour film, The Best Kept Secret. Um where you make some pretty sort of tasty um claims, Well, I, I call them claims i mean I, I I totally believe them, that the world is riddled with with Satanism apart from anything else. Mm-hmm. um do, I was just going to ask you this is an area whenever I've done, done podcasts on this subject, I've always felt like I'm treading into an area where a lot of people feel really uncomfortable and, and and i think a lot of people don't even want to know that this stuff goes on did you find that when you were making it
0: <laughs> no. um no i don't i mean i i i was honestly i started making this documentary you could say docu series um in 2013 14 because that's when i started doing the buzzsaw uh interview program which started on the lip TV and ended up going to Gaia for um, a few seasons as well. And that's where the majority of the, um, content, you know, from this docuseries came from those interviews. And, uh, there were obviously new interviews that were done in 20, uh, 2020, but, uh, these, You know these interviews regarding it's more than satanism i mean it's really it's it's an overall control apparatus let's say how you know what is the ideology of of this dark cabal that's why i wanted to focus on you know the dark side of the cabal how they see the world how they manipulate humanity use you know using these 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 inversions right so the fundamentals of satanism as anton levey sort of expresses and so you know he's the church of satan founder was the inversion you know, almost like Alice in Wonderland, right? Up is down, left is right, black is white. Get people so confused, um, you know that you know freedom is slavery, and there's you know from their from their perspective, there's there's truth to it. But the main point is that it's it works with inversions, right? Like take the cross and invert it, take you know take God and worship the devil. So these inversions are an important aspect of satanic philosophy. And then a lot of people that are satanic don't even necessarily think of themselves as satanic. That was also. Um, you know, part of what I was trying to convey and, you know, and, and, and maybe not clearly, but it's, it's the idea that, you know, they see the, they see everything as materialism, right? That's what, that's what the, the, the ideology of, you know, whether it's Darwinism, whether it's, um, a worship of, of power and money, um, whether it's the idea that the human is just a biocomputer that, um, has no spirit, that's just programmable, that's all satanic philosophy because it's not it's disconnected from a higher power so there's there's almost like two breeds of Satanists, those that understand the spiritual side and you could say they're more occult they're they're interested in the occult powers right of of darks of the dark side and worshipping and then you have the the Satanists who are just materialists and are completely devoid of soul, devoid of spirit, disconnected from spirit.
1: I've got to ask you, Sean, um you Presumably, grew up. Did you grow up in Hollywood? Because your dad is Oliver Stone.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, no, I didn't grow well, up I mean, Hollywood's a vague word, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how you mean it.
1: What? Did well? Did you grow up in the movie making area of California? Say, I mean, you you must have hung out with 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 Hollywood actors and stuff and
0: directors. Mm, and... Not necessarily. No, I mean, I didn't grow up particularly like around the industry. I grew up, uh, more in the suburbs, more, um, you know, in a more suburban, you could say like the more suburban middle-class lifestyle, you know, private school. And then, you know, go, go, I would, I would visit the film sets, especially when I was young, we traveled, we'd, you know, I was, I was in a couple of them, but that was when I was younger. By the time I was in my teens, I really wasn't like between like 13 was like the last set I visited. I didn't work on it just any given Sunday, which was when I was 13. And then I was basically in high school that whole time period until Alexander, which I then worked on that film. But um, no, I didn't. So I wouldn't say I grew up in Hollywood in that sense.
1: I just, the reason I'm asking this is, is um, this, this friend of mine who is now dead, um, uh, but he was a great guy, Jonathan Marsley spent spent time living in la and befriended a few a few hollywood types you know directors i think i think even james cameron i think he spent some time working bizarrely at oprah winfrey's house because he was a painter and he he rich people would commission him to do like these elaborate portraits of their houses with their gardens Anyway, so she, he, he, got, he got sort of to know the scene a bit. And people said to him, I think, it, I think James Cameron said to him, strangely, I would never let my kids go anywhere near that world because it is so riddled with with evil. And mm. I was wondering whether you'd sort of kind of got a taste of that.
0: The machine, I mean, as an industry... I'm sure it's riddled with evil. I mean, there's definitely, um, look, there's a lot of darkness that, that gets, that gets, that gets produced by, you know, by Hollywood, by the mentality of the, you know, of the people that chew that approve these films and, you know, and, and essentially the, you know, the, um, there's, you know, you could say like the, 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 the most obvious evil is like the hedonism, right. Um, not even talking about the actual, like, um, you know potentially the satanic parties and things like that that can go on it's just like the actual hedonism of the place you feel it you know you feel it you feel it in hollywood in la it's it's based in ego it's it's ego driven it's it's people are you know basically live and die by their by their uh, presumed values you know in terms of uh market in terms of uh attention seeking you know it's like a glorified high school and um and then you know, the, obviously the, the ego drives people to do crazy things. That's why it's so clear that, um, uh, people are, um, how do you say they're, they, they, tend to be, um, less, let's say less, less than ethical <laughs> when it comes to, uh, you know, I'd say like, I get that.
1: Of, but, but I think most people uh, right, could, could down, right? fully like take heart, on board
0: the notion that. Mm-hmm. So so the harvey weinstein is a good example right of <laughs> someone who was a complete pirate yeah, yeah. Nope. okay
1: so 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 that's where it crosses from uh, hedonism into something something darker but i was going to ask you like people are used by now to the idea that hollywood stars are spoiled they have their trailers they have these riders they have well like, like rock stars have riders they they have all sorts of, they're difficult uh they like toys they like yeah they're spoiled we, we get all that, but I think there's, a, there's an order of difference between hedonism and what I've started to learn in the last two or three years about, OK, what they euphemistically call pizza parties um, and th- the use of stuff like adrenochrome. This 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 you've mentioned it in your documentary, this drug which is extracted from children at the moment of extreme terror before their death. And you've got Hollywood stars taking this stuff. They must know where it comes from. It's hardly an open, It's hardly a secret. Now this is this is this is dark, dark, dark.
0: This is not not good. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know who takes it. I mean, we've obviously we 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 have allegations. We look at things. We try to find evidence. But um, you know, the, the the point I I did in the documentary was I pointed to where did I, where did it crop up, you know, in. in um, you know, in recent memory, was Hunter S. Thompson's mo- uh, book originally yeah. right in the film um, *Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas*? And uh, you know, Hunt Thompson basically is saying he he was given adrenochrome by his by his lawyer, I think. And um, you know, obviously, Hunter Thompson was a uh, was someone that was allegedly at the Bohemian Grove, and you know, he allegedly shot snuff. I mean, he I, it's not hard to fathom that he he would do crazy things like this, given his His resume right I mean you understand this guy did get on you know he was uh, on Air Force One right interviewing uh, and he got access he got opportunity to interview uh, Nixon briefly and you know he he did have he did have connections in different circles right and he was just known to be um, um, a wild man and I I, I, who knows I mean he could have been involved in in, in some of these things I am just saying that
1: well you're safe Sean because you don't even need to say allegedly because he's he's well dead now isn't he
0: (laughs) He's not going to well, come it's and get not, you. There's but, to allege. I mean, he he put it in his book and he put it in the movie, so it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like this wasn't an allegation. This was literally his. This was his choice of, of, of oh, putting sure. it into his story. So uh, sure. Is that about being safe or not safe? I mean, again, I don't have personal knowledge of of uh, going. You know, of who does Adrenochrome and stuff. I never came across it personally until it started. I heard about it basically from this one a uh, young guy who's not even a, you know, he's not a celebrity or anything just a young writer in Hollywood who was like trying to make it and he, he had written into a story this whole thing about the reptilians which we get into in the story the reptilian being different beings you could say almost like extra dimensional that you know have been alleged to and make sense you know they have been part of this 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 story of humanity for for since the beginning, um, it's, you know, I think why it correlates to all the religions. They talk about, you know, the devils and things looking like serpents or looking like reptiles or dragons. Um, so we get into that in the series, but this one young writer had written a script that was like, um, these reptilians feed on the adrenochrome of not just children, by the way, the adrenochrome is something you create just from your fear state. And so it wasn't just children. It was like saying that they feed on adrenochrome. I think the children's adrenochrome is more pure. I think that's what you're, when you're saying it's from children, I mean, it's the more purified version as I understand it. Like kids, you know, because they're, they're, they're younger, they're more vital, right? All their, all of their emissions are going to be more pure, you know, more pure than, than as you get older, right? That's the whole point of, as we age, we don't, we don't, uh, <laughs> produce as well, you know, our, our cell replication, everything, right? It slows down. So, um, Yeah, that's what the, you know, the adrenochrome can come from anyone in a fear state. And this guy wrote that into a script. So it was just, it was interesting because he was kind of like, you know, a guy who I don't know where he got that from. I don't know if he was ever at a party or if he just knew it spiritually because a lot of this stuff is, is it's so multidimensional. That's why the series gets into that. Sometimes, you know, things just because you have a multidimensional awareness. You have a spiritual awareness. You have intuition. Sometimes you get, Hey, there's something evil here. You may not specifically even see it, you just know it. And that's what I'm that's what I wanted to get to with the series, and that's where I believe we're moving towards in general, is an intuitive knowing rather than a hey, what can you prove, you know, with 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 the physical world. It's like sometimes you just know space is dark and you don't have to you don't even have to go into the whole history to know it.
1: I was thinking Monsters Inc. is basically about adrenochrome.
0: Isn't it? I mean again I think that's there there is a correlation it makes sense you know you look at the the you look at the energy of it and um it does seem to imply that now again I mean we don't know unless there's evidence to me that says like the writer was intending that sometimes you are intuitively writing Come something on. or saying something no it's true the truth is that you we we as as creators can intuit a lot that that you, that you can actually, like, how do you say, that, that we, we, we intuit, we create, we draw upon many things. And then, you you know, I don't know that the writers necessarily knew specifically it was about adrenochrome. It's possible. Now, it doesn't mean that, that, that they didn't. All I'm saying is that I would like evidence to know who they are and what the evidence is. They're maybe part of, you know, are they higher level masons? Are they part of the satanic club? I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying this is, I would like evidence no. to go with it. You've got to be careful. I agree,
1: Sean, but, but, but I mean, you're, you're familiar with the concept of revelation of the method,
0: which is what Hollywood does. Yes.
1: It, but it again, tells us
0: the tr- truth. But to me, you have to continue the investigation. So intuitively you can be, you can be correct. As I said, you can intuitively know like, okay, there's something off here. Or this feels wrong. But if you want to continue the investigation, then, okay, then you, what you do is you flag it, you flag it and you say, okay, who wrote this script? Okay. What else did they write? Okay. What does that indicate? Okay. That, you mm. understand you start, to, you start to then you have to go deeper, right? In the investigation to start to then diagram it and say, okay, that indicates these people know, you know, they're, they're part of this. Right. And then you can, you can follow them as their career goes and see how they, you know, where does their career go? Does their career continue to rise? Do they ever hit, hit walls? You know, you have to continue your investigation if you care. I'm saying, it's interesting to to continue to, to investigate these things because we learn through like, you know, someone, let's say, um, who who gets to a place in their career where they crash, right? Did they make a deal that essentially has come due, right? Did they energetically burn out and they say, I can't take it anymore? You know, I'm saying you have to continue the investigation here.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, it, it, do you not feel that the ones who do
0: well are generally the ones who've signed the pact? No. I, I mean, I you've got that you, simple because my, I mean, my dad did well. I don't know that he signed a pact. I don't know that he did it physically. Sometimes we do spiritually. Ah, that's what I'm trying to get at. People spiritually. Um, how do you say it? we have spirit? There's 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 destiny. Napoleon, the new film Napoleon, talks about that. It doesn't quote one of his best quotes, which is when my destiny is finished, I will basically burn out like a match. I mean, it's like there's a destiny. And people feel it. Napoleon talks about like, he knew his destiny. He felt his destiny, right? Maybe he communed with it in Egypt. They didn't cover that in the film, which was, was really silly that they did this whole thing where they, they have a, um, a mummy sitting there in the great pyramid as though they have found a mummy in the great pyramid, which is nonsense. They know it's nonsense. They're pushing that, you know, propaganda that there was people were buried in pyramids. It wasn't, they weren't bare, you know, they weren't there for physical burials. They were there for spiritual initiation and, and mm-hmm. transcendence. But, um, Napoleon spent the night in the Great Pyramid and apparently when he came out he's he was like shaken and and he said he'll never talk about what happened there so that would have been a powerful moment of him connecting to his destiny for example so when I say people have destiny they know it like they they may say hey listen, energetically I'm willing to you can know these things, right? I would be willing to, to sacrifice my firstborn for this you know, is that what happened to Coppola? did he, you know, his firstborn son died? I mean, a lot of people wonder there was huge amount of success that he, that he experienced to that point. And then he was devastated. He never was the same after that, right? Never made a film quite the same. I mean, Dracula is probably like his last big movie, right? But that took about 10 years from the point of his son dying. So, and also Coppola family, there's all kinds of, you know, intuitive things like why, why Dracula, why wine, you know, vampir- vampirism, you know so you, you as i say you intuitively look at these things and you start to get a sense of it but it doesn't mean that i have evidence or proof i just it's an intuition no well i'm
1: sensing you <laughs> and, and i don't blame you by the way for this sean i'm sensing a degree of, of of caution you're kind of saying stuff and not saying it which is exactly what i'd be doing in your position because actually <laughs> ultimately this stuff is not i mean look at what happened to isaac cappy you know people who talk about
0: this stuff too directly get off don't they it's it's not that it's not about getting off I have no concern about getting off i i just i have to be careful with my words because i don't like to speak untruth i don't like to to make allegations that i can't back up i don't like to say th- i don't like to slander people if i don't have like in general i don't like to slander people in general um it's just my word you know my sure, word is just mild. give me it's a about one lifting. second my yeah. lighting
1: has gone haywire. I'm just going to to change the batteries. This is very unprofessional of me. Yeah as a professional movie maker you must be appalled by incidents like this you know where is my lighting crew why why can't they get it right but yeah no i i totally agree that it really is important to when you're going to talk about stuff you've got to say what is what is provable at the same time we're in a realm where a lot of this stuff i mean it's obviously these guys are going to keep it secret i mean you talk about some of the things in your in your documentary, you talk about these child trafficking, um, sort of paedophile boy services, or whatever, um, servicing people really high up in Washington, possibly even going right up to the up to the president. But certainly, there was a head of CIA implicated, all sorts of stuff. Well, I mean, these people are going to have a vested interest in keeping this stuff secret, so you know, it's, it's going to be quite difficult proving any of this stuff
0: but there's a lot of evidence already that's been done. I mean, I didn't make this allegation. I didn't make these charges. These are these were brought uh, you know, in the in the late 80s into the early 90s and you know, multiple books have been written on the subject. Gemma, the Franklin, the Franklin scam. Oh, sure. Many people have have investigated. Uh, Nick Bryant is a great researcher who did a, you know, very very compelling book um and uh, and and before him it was uh, John DeCamp, I believe. Um so I you know, I I just go into that investigation and, and talk about the findings, right, and the allegations. Tell us, uh, tell us briefly what
1: happened, because because for people who who, who aren't particularly in the UK, probably yeah. haven't heard of the Franklin scandal, and it is quite scandalous, isn't it? Well, it's
0: it's really, I mean, it's 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 bigger than Epstein in certain ways because there's more uh, allegations, you know, from the kids involved. Like it connects to a. a a larger darker web that we actually know with epstein we only we only know that he was surveilling people that he was blackmailing he was using blackmail we we know that he was uh you know himself trafficking kids we don't have any evidence that he murdered kids so that's why i say this is in many but ways they were bigger. very
1: young weren't they i mean
0: some of them epstein
1: yeah to my
0: knowledge, the, they were I, I definitely don't know. well below the age
1: that... of consent. One well, the two of them.
0: Oh no, no, the, the, the girls that Epstein liked were like, to my recollection about, uh, thir- 12, 13, 14 in that, in that range generally. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, so, um, so as, you know, when I'm saying murder, so Franklin scandal, um, and again, I mean, the, the series kind of boils it down pretty well because it's a, it's a huge subject, but, um, what we know is that there was uh, a guy, Larry King, who was um, high up. I think he was even chairman at one point of the Republican National Committee. Um, he was like kind of like he was you know, kind of like the, I guess, the Republican Obama, let's say, of the of the early nineties. He could have had, he could have, he was kind of going for a political position. Maybe they would have put him as you know, maybe he wouldn't been president, but you know, they were kind of grooming him to uh, to you know to have like a big role in the Republican Party. And um in the mid, I think it was the mid-90s it collapsed. Basically it was, it was, he had this uh deal with the savings and loan, I think it was, or the no, it wasn't savings and loan, it was one of the um the it was anyway, it was one of the it was one of the banks in Frank in Franklin, Nebraska, in the middle of the country, that um they basically were um they were stealing. They were, you know, they were stealing money from and it was a big scandal as far as um you know the finance the finances were concerned. So as the feds start to investigate this thing, people are coming out of the woodwork saying, well, actually they're not just um, involved in like, you know, financial shenanigans, they're actually trafficking kids. And some of the the kids actually were, you know, coming out with testimony of what had happened. And basically they were being uh, flown around the country. Many kids, you know, that were, they were, you know, some of them who testified were talking about others that they had seen, right? And they were being flown around the country to, you know, political events. And then, you know, basically being asked to service different people, some of whom were politicians, others were just, you know, wealthy people. And and the kids also were saying that there was like satanic rituals taking place that they saw, you know, murders, things like this. So it was a huge scandal. It got covered up as far as the kids. They were charged with perjury. They were... Some of them were like sentenced to jail. One of them was a really interesting character because he also had like mind control programming. He had all kinds of indications of being uh, mind controlled with multiple personalities. And he said Michael Aquino, who was a very famous Satanist head of the Temple of Set, also very high in the military, also you know huge scandals alleged against him with the um, uh, the military base in uh, San Francisco, which had similar allegations of child abuse. So this guy pops up, Aquino pops up all over the documentary uh, or I should say the docuseries, but I think it's really, you know, the way the series puts it together is more powerful than the way I can explain it here. Sure.
1: But what you've got um is you've got so a, a, a very senior figure in the US military, Aquino, who also happens to be the head of a satanic church. You've got people in the Nebraskan government Involved in this child trafficking ring flying in kids for ritual murder, ritual sacrifice um, and or, you know, sex slaves or whatever for high level people in Washington. And what happens, the story is that the witnesses are closed down by the police. The members of the Nebraskan State Senate are basically sat on by the federal government aren't they? they're they silenced okay so this happened in the 80s if if it was silenced then what do you what do you think it says about now do you reckon that it, it stopped then is, is never going to happen again or do you think this just goes on as normal
0: well the point is that it has very similar blueprints to how Epstein operated Right, I mean, I, yeah. you know, Epstein connects the financial world. He's, you know, supposed to be a billionaire. You know, he's kind of uh, one of the Lady Rothschilds was his bene- was one of his benefactors, and um, and um, and he's connected to all these major, you know, hedge fund and finance people, and like Leon Black. And then he's also the the uh, the lawyer has the power of attorney for the uh, what is his name? Lex Wexner? Lex, Wex- Lex, Wex- Lex Wexner <laughs> from uh, yeah uh, from uh, Victoria. Yeah, he sounds Secret. like Lex Luther, doesn't he? But yeah, he's yeah. he's probably not a nice guy. Very, very. I mean, obviously, very connected people. Very connected, and you know, E've obviously very connected to Israel. He's connected to you know potentially Mossad. Certainly, you know, he claimed to be CIA at some points. Um, but you know, he's the point is he's in nexus of Britain, Israel, U.S. power structures, political. He's very close to the Clintons. You know, it's like political, financial, um, and uh, uh, corporate. You know, and so and then he's trafficking girls and he has got this island that who knows what kind of debauchery, even murder could have taken place there. But the point is that we um, we know these things continue because Epstein proves that these things continue.
1: Do you not think it's weird, Sean, actually? Um, I watched a Netflix documentary purporting to sort of blow the lid on what happened with Epstein and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I noticed a similar problem with the way it was reported in the media. To to, to read the media coverage of Epstein, you would think that a worst the worst thing that happened was that a seventeen year old girl was pimped out to Prince Andrew. It seems to me that that the, the kind of the not so bad things were presented mm-hmm. to us, and mm-hmm. all the really nasty, nasty, sordid death and seriously underage child stuff. Was very carefully concealed from us, the public.
0: Yeah, but I don't know that I don't know that they that they have the evidence that that they don't have the evidence to say anything else. That's that's where I would. Well, because would they wouldn't make... hear it.
1: The court, the court wouldn't hear it. The court wouldn't name names, would it?
0: Well, I don't know about the court. You mean Jelaine Maxwell? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: The 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 court case was was basically. Well, sure. I mean, the whole thing has just been kind of I'd say it's been a cover up right from the moment that Epstein yeah. was suicided, yeah. you know, whether he died or not. I, you know, I'm suspicious. I would definitely if was, Yeah, quite. What do you he reckon? Been, he, is he, he, is he alive have, or dead? He could have been easily removed. I mean, I don't I don't have any knowledge either way. I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't know that it matters. The point is that someone has to have those tapes someone has to have the evidence right and that goes to fbi i mean all the tapes all the video surveillance right because that's the point epstein taped himself kind of like you know we could say like with nixon right it's like he he taped himself he taped these you know his premises where are those videos it's kind of it look it's it's like the um the laptop with wiener right going back to uh the scandal with wiener with the underage girl right where he's showing himself and then he had a laptop people said Apparently, some of those police officers that saw it, like they said, they vomited. It was horrible. Like it was the, the, maybe, maybe it had smut. It certainly had child porn, but maybe it had, uh, you know, murder on or there. Or worse. Because, or worse. I mean, who knows what kind of evidence? It's like, it goes, it's like why do you think the Hunter Biden laptop took, took so long to come out? And to this day, we still don't really know everything that's on it. It's like, this stuff gets covered up. <laughs> yeah. Well, absolutely. Do you, think, do you think you inherited
1: your curiosity? from your from your dad did he, did he kind of bring you up to question everything
0: you could say that i think that that's fair to say that um you know he's got a curious spirit um i think that my curiosity goes you know deeper and i'm more open to the the deeper dive you know into the occult into the esoteric the you know the ufos the supernatural like all these things where he kind of is just more more about like you know current events and, and american history
1: what you mean, he says to you, Sean, son, I think you're
0: pushing it a bit too far. Um, <laughs> what, what is this sure, crazy I mean, stuff you're, you're, yeah, I mean, a lot of it is, is, <laughs> is like out there to him, but, uh, really, you know, I think, oh, yeah, yeah, no, he doesn't, he hasn't really, he's never, I remember like reading about the Masons and like things like this when I was like in high school, I think, for the first time, and, and he was kind of like shrugged, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the Masons, all that kind of stuff, like he was, he didn't take it very seriously, I don't think.
1: Because he seems quite based to me. I mean, he, he's, he talks a lot of sense about Ukraine. Now, that was an unpopular position. Of, of, I mean, now everyone's like, oh, whatever, I don't care about <laughs> Ukraine anymore. We've moved on. But, but right. there was a time when he was really quite out there in terms of being outspoken.
0: He's um, brave. You know, as I said, he's, 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 he's in, the, in the material realm, he's outspoken. He's into things, you know, that have to do with American policy, especially American foreign policy. Um, but he's not, I mean, he's not particularly like he's done. Yeah. I mean, obviously he did it, you know, he did some LSD and his, you know, some things, you know, things like that. I mean, that's why he made the doors, right. It's kind of indicative of that, of that aspect of hallucinogenics, you know, natural born killers is almost a hallucinogenic film too, but, um, I wouldn't say like, there's a, there's a, a deep interest in the, um, the occult side of power.
1: So he doesn't care about the Illuminati. He's not, that's not on his list of, (laughs) nah. Who do you think, by the way, who do you think is ultimately, who is Who are the people who run the world? Who are the Illuminati?
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's, um, I look at things more multidimensionally. That's why I get into it in the series. Like, I think you would say that the only way you can, you can perpetuate a conspiracy that's this deep and persistent, right? It has, it's like, it's Anunnaki level. It's like beings that, that basically are um, either they're, they're connected to something extra dimensional or, you know, they themselves are of a different race. They have a different way of seeing the world because the, you know, the planning, the actual, like we're what you're talking about with like Hollywood and um, putting, you know, symbols and things in movies. I mean, you, you can't rationally, you cannot rationally explain to me how back to the future has illusions to the World Trade Center collapsing. It doesn't, you know, that's some ah, what you think, you know, it's like, it's just, it doesn't, it's not a rational. This is not a rat. We're not talking rationality here. We're talking a, something ultra, you know, ultra dimensional to start to, to start to see things in that light.
1: Well, Alex Jones predicted the World Trade Center being, being a target a few months before. I mean, okay. There have been Simpsons episodes where where Trump has been, you know, when well, it was a joke, a joke idea at the time when the particular Trump presidency.
0: You, you cannot rationally do these things unless you have. Well, you could. No, unless you, if, you like, you could. if you had like, I mean, time look. Travel technology, you could rationally do it, but without time travel technology, you cannot rationally do these things. I'm trying, I'm trying to explain that these. Oh. You know, these is all working without time travel technology or looking glass technology where you're actually looking into the future there's no way you can do these things with a rational mind you have to be able to to operate from a, a different level of consciousness a different you know a different frequency of input and the, the truth is people don't know who they are they don't know what's influencing them they don't know what beings are working through them that's why i say i look at this all much more multidimensionally
1: okay so i'm i', I, I we'll, we'll go there in a moment. I'm sort of halfway with you but but I'm not totally convinced by this argument because okay, for the sake of argument, if there are people in the world so powerful um that they they they're very used to power, they're very used to controlling the world and they are capable of starting world wars they are they plan not just decades into the future, but sometimes even centuries into the future. Uh, They meet at places like the Trilateral Commission, the Commission on Foreign Relations, uh, Bilderberg, and so on. They all know each other. They've got limitless resources. They are infinitely corrupt, infinitely evil. I I don't think it's that big a stretch to argue that these people could know well in advance that what they were going to do to the Twin Towers on... 9-11 for example i think that a lot of this stuff is 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 game planned um years in advance so it it doesn't i don't think you need a time machine necessarily or i I don't think you need to be multidimensional. you just need people with a lot of money and a lot of influence no
0: no it's not that way i get what you're saying as far as game planning yes Lockstep mm. was, you know, it was a game plan exactly for the COVID, right? That was, that's what they do. They think tank things. They do, absolutely run war, you know, war game scenarios. You name it, right? Financial collapse, this, that, and the other. Yeah. But until you're operating with a different level, for different frequency of consciousness, and a different understanding and t- intuition, and recognizing that there are multiple dimensions operating here, that this is not a 3D realm. Okay, <laughs> this is like a much more complicated realm you can't fathom how, yeah. they, how, how they rule the world because you're still in the 3d and you're just like, well, they're just planning things. It's like, you can't plan things. You can't plan perf- things perfectly enough to achieve these things without doing. That's why the occult has always operated using ma- magic and things like this. It's not to say like pulling rabbits out of hats. It's actual John D conjure, you know, doing ritual work to can conjure a storm to sink the Spanish armada. <laughs> do you understand right. like you can't okay you can't well we plan to beat the spanish it was like no a, literally a storm wiped them out so that the british didn't have to fight the spanish armada in, the, in its full uh, capacity now there was an aspect of hey well we know that the um you know we know maybe we can predict that this time of year there might be you know storms but this is this is the intentionality working with consciousness working with as i said higher forces Conjuring, He talked about this. He literally talked about conjuring, uh, de- making deals with what they called angels. I mean, listen, I've done this. I literally opened one of these books on uh, not his book, but the Anakian magic ritual book. And I did a ritual just out of curiosity one day in my bedroom. Nobody was around just out of curiosity, you know, doing this ritual. 30 minutes later, I had a phone call on my cell phone from some demonic voice asking if I was a sorcerer. And then it was like the rest of the connection was so garbled, I couldn't actually make out what it was talking about. It was just this really garbled, demonic sounding voice trying to communicate to me through the phone. So I'm just telling you, this stuff is real. (laughs) This reality is not what you think. So so the only
1: thing that happened, what what were you trying to um, achieve when you made that? I mean, apart from just seeing whether anything happened.
0: When you work with, when you work with um, like any, any, you know, any magic, it's working with intention. So you're basically just, you know, that uh, Naki and magic is about communicating with what they call, you know, angels, but it may not be, who knows what it is. It's whatever D was communicating with, you know, were they, were they aliens? Were they, you know, where, where were they from? I don't know. It was, it was a curiosity to say, okay, this is, I'm going to communicate and open myself to this communication. And that, and they they literally communicated with me. I was shocked. I wasn't intending that, but anyway, magic works with intention. So when you work with intentions, you must of... have been freaked out. No, <laughs> no, I've been dealing with that for <laughs> for for a year at that point. No, I've been dealing. I mean, my first film was about the the supernatural realm for for a reason. I lived it. You know, I've lived through you know encounters with a lot of strange entities, experiences, what they call high strangeness, and you know, you start getting into like. You get you start like look you know investigating which we did with conspiracy theory. You start investigating like the deep state essentially aspects of the deep state, secret space program, time travel technologies, portals, and you start to realize, yeah, man, this stuff is all real. Like this is all part of our reality. It's just that you know people want to think that like it's it's physical. And as I keep saying, it's not physical. That is that's what Satanists want you to believe because they want you trapped in a sense without the spiritual understanding that goes back to you know Egypt basically ancient Egypt which is that we are these souls working to ascend and actually everything that we think is bad and evil are opportunities for us to grow their confrontations and challenges for us to grow to learn to confront to face to see aspects of ourselves this is all a testing ground this realm is like people you know this realm is like a it's like a lab it's like it's like a lab with with rats in it you know we're obviously more evolved than rats but like and there are other beings that literally are interfacing with us. We just don't see them with our naked eye.
1: Yeah. So you earlier on you used the word anunnaki. Now, the anunnaki are they the same as the nephilim? Are they? Are, are we talking about the, no, the, the the fallen angels breeding with humans and
0: or are they something I else? Call them fallen angels. I mean, I would say anunnaki are like. <laughs> We don't know exactly where they come from i mean there's obviously different interpretations of what is nibiru and you know their home world and stuff but the way i see it is the anunnaki what do you think no i think it's a fundamental story of of our creation via different alien species that have come here at different points to um so
1: you reckon you reckon that we can that okay so the aliens are in charge
0: no, they're not in charge because it's our it's still our realm in a sense like we are it's a human experience still and they've yeah, created but it on, t-
1: sure it doesn't sound like
0: it's our realm if if, look, look,
1: <laughs> if these if these if these alien creatures have co-opted the ruling elites and the ruling elites are making sort of blood sacrifices to these these creatures in in the belief that they're 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 doing it for satan uh it doesn't sound like we're calling the shots at all because everything in the world is a lie. And the source of these lies sounds to me like, I mean, in your version of events, these alien
0: space creatures, that's quite depressing. Um, I don't think they're in charge. I think that we interface with them, of course, but it's still our realm. And that's the point. Like people don't own their reality. They don't take charge. They don't take ownership of their reality. They still outsource. They still outsource it to, celebrity to politicians to power to all these structures that have been co-created it's all co. i mean it's a co-creative experience and until we take our power back well, and that starts in ourselves owning our owning ourselves knowing our sovereignty knowing our right to you know that we exist by god's grace not by the grace of uh some politician or some king or some government you know but we've we, we well, all out, but, I'm,
1: I'm with you on yeah. that on that detail yeah. but but does it a, a traffic child, do they have this kind of sovereignty you're talking about? I don't think they do They're kind of I mean, they've got as
0: as spirit, yes. I mean, the thing is that as souls we unfortunately, it's like it's 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 tragic what happens here. but if you believe in soul, then you have to understand that soul chooses what it what it what it experiences in this realm. and um it's like I was with I was with a um a woman once who was like she was explaining to me how, she had gone to Peru to, um, I think it was to Machu Picchu, one of those sites, and had a visceral, emotional memory of being sacrificed there. You know, blood sacrifice there. That wasn't the end for her. She didn't. Yeah, that die. would be fun. No, but she didn't. But there's no death here. That's the point. Christ came to tell you there's no death, and people haven't figured that out yet. So they're still like terrified of death. It's like there's nothing to be afraid of with death. It's just we want to maximize our experience and the traffic child it's like we can't i can't speak blatantly because i don't what about you know people who are starving to death what about people that are miserable what are people that are psychologically ill like there's so many experiences to be had here but the point is that the soul chose it for a reason it's not because the soul says i'm going to go there and die and be done it's like the souls there, like i'm going to experience this pain confrontation suffering whatever the, the soul chooses because that's part of the evolution process of a soul so it's not to say that we shouldn't have sympathy and care. We should. We should absolutely because we are all connected. And as long as a child is being trafficked, then we collectively are screwing up this planet. We have failed as long as children are being trafficked on this planet. We as a collective are failing.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I hope that if your theory is right, I hope my soul never chooses to go back in time and have its heart ripped out um and and the blood drunk while the heart's still beating and and for my body to be kicked down the steps of a of a an aztec pyramid or whatever
0: because that would be pretty shit wouldn't it you wouldn't want that to you're happen. looking at it you're looking at it so physically i mean you know well it is physical like come on i it's... mean
1: this is what I okay Sean. this is what i don't get about your theory i mean look because i'm i'm a, yeah i'm a i'm a sort of more bog standard christian in that i, I just think you know god made us in his image and, and and all that yours yours is kind of a bit of that but some other stuff thrown in which sounds a bit like maybe a, a bit of theosophy a bit of the kind of the the mystery religions it's sort of an amalgam um and so i'm i'm sort of curious as to, as, as to where it all comes from like like do you think uh is there a a benign God that created us, or did he sort of contract it out to the aliens are, are, are these alien creatures are they
0: are they sort of a step down or or, or what the aliens are not gods they're the way you could call archons demigods um you know Jehovah is exactly that you know the jealous the jealous. Uh, God pretending to be the all all loving creator—it's bullshit. I mean, Jehovah is not. Oh, so he, that's the... Gnosticism. That you—you're—are
1: you a Gnostic?
0: No, I'm not a Gnostic. I study everything. Say? I just—I look at everything and I follow my intuition. But I also study like when Jehovah talks about um, the Elohim. It's not one God. It's multiple, you know, it's it's multiple creators that have come down, multiple Elohim. Elohim is a plural. That means that many of these have come down. And there's different Elohim for different peoples. Jehovah just lays claim to these, you know, to these people from, you know, that are outliers of Egypt. And it's, it, you know, it becomes a certain mythology of, you know, Judea and Israel. And, and, uh, and they have this technology to communicate with Jehovah, which the technology they call the Ark of the Covenant. And it's so... It's so technologically powerful that it can kill people. I mean, it's is in the very advanced technology and you know, all the indications are Jehovah's mm. a demigod, you can't look him in the face. You have to look, I'm sorry, like you, yeah, you can't look him in the face. I mean, all this stuff is not an all I'm talking, when you talk about God, talk to me about the creator of all existence. We can't, he's not a person. He's not going to show up in a physical form. It's going it, to, it is the, all the, all creating, which is to say what connects all of us, right? As soul, we are all connected to this one creator. Yeah. And of course the creator loves all of us, but we also have to love, I'm sorry, we have to learn to love through this experience, which is a fall into a physical realm. So we are, yes, we are also fallen. We have, you know, we have chosen to come into materiality. We've chosen to have the illusion of disconnection from each other, from source and if, and in the process. And there, you know, this universe has everything. It has whatever you can imagine has reality right There is vampirism, there's aliens, there is uh demons, there is angels, there's, there's Santa Claus and everything in between, because it depends on how you can understand that you are co-creating it, and as long as your imagination or your mind can fathom it, it has reality, and that's what i'm I'm trying to get across that we already are in touch with the multidimensional world because we are visualizing or imagining things that's already that's already affecting our reality
1: yeah i've I've noticed this. Recently, that people who go down the rabbit hole and, you know, I've I've really gone down the rabbit hole in the last two or three years, there comes a point where they take one of two routes. Either they 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 take the white pill and it basically get Christianity, and which which becomes their their framework of understanding of everything, or they take the route that I would suggest you've gone down, which is, I mean, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with, with all the stuff you're saying about the, about the different, um, uh, about the nature of reality and, 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 and so on. Um, and, you know, who knows? You could be right. Where, where I, where I, I find it slightly difficult, you know, that, that, that everything's an illusion and that we'd sort of imagine these things into existence is, is that, you know, when I bash my head on a wall, it does feel very real to me, and I'm not sure, even after sort of twenty years of of of, of training and persuading myself that when I bash my head against a wall, it's not real. Uh, that I'm still I, I'm still pretty sure that when I
0: hit my head against the wall, it would hurt. You know, I think it's it's it's, it's a slight cop out. There's many re- that is that there's all these different realities coinciding, and you're focusing on a physical reality. No one's saying that this physical reality doesn't have doesn't have physical implication. It has physical reality. Your your emotional mental state also has physical reality. Your energy body yeah. also has physical reality because this is a physical realm. So everything does have physical reality in the physical realm, but that's not the only reality.
1: Right. But are you experiencing any benefits at the moment? I, 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 um, <laughs> sort of outside okay so you've got your physical life where presumably you are prey to your desires you know you, i need a beer uh i've got to have a cigarette i've got to i've got to go and oh, i've got to go and see dad this weekend <laughs> go and watch some nam movies together or whatever yeah um what's the what's the upside to your because like in my version <laughs> i get to go to heaven and it's just <laughs> going to be amazing you know i get to wear white and and float around on clouds and stuff. Yeah. What, what in in your version, you, is it like an endless cycle of 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 souls, sometimes having good experiences, sometimes really bad ones,
0: but but growing no, it's, each it's, time. Um, no, the Egyptians were were you know basically giving us the blueprint. No, we're working towards ascension of the soul, the the version the ascension of the of the being through the physical experience of death. And actually consciously aware, aware, conscious through conscious awareness, knowing where we are moving to as we ascend into the next experience. And that could be a different, uh, uh, it could be a different world. It could be a different uh, dimension as you want to experience it. But that's the intention. The intention is to consciously carry your awareness through the, the illusion of death. And heaven, and- heaven is heaven gets boring, believe it or not. <laughs> it gets boring Does that's it? why we do-
1: oh i see because i i had wondered about that so like i i can see that it, it, there's there's a, there's a scene in in um paradise lost uh by our great poet john milton where he talks about uh, satan i think talks um disparagingly of warbled hymns he paints this picture of heaven as being like really kind of boring because there's God and all everyone does is praise God and, and stuff um and I had wondered about that would you so so in in, in your kind of um understanding of, of the world or the, the, the spiritual world people are sort of hanging about in heaven for a while and they go oh god I need I need some real experience I need to kind of protect my soul in the crucible Um, of of the material
0: we chose this for a reason because we chose this for the when you when you have when you're connected to source when you're connected to god before the before the identifier of this you know the low the ego that we call our name and this experience of, of of perception through this ego which is not a negative thing it's just it can be super inflated ego it can be humble ego it's just that's the perception of you know through this through this identifier before that when we are all connected to the oneness we chose essentially yes this got that got boring in a sense you could say boring it was like it was complete we knew we were complete what does it feel like to scatter what does it feel like to separate what does it feel like to be you know to to go through all the suffering that we see on this planet as well as the highs you know the highs with the lows right that are available to through this world through this physical experience as we talk about the physical reality and i think that was the choice and i think that we are returning now in the process of what they call like an ascension of the earth energetically we are reconnecting more to our energy body which will give us more intuition which will give us greater awareness from the, what we used to be which was more mundane physicality and that's the way i see it yeah that's evolution it, it, it for does
1: sound a bit like luciferianism to me i mean the, the idea that we can all be god <laughs> we, we could we can all be our own gods we're not and, own gods
0: no i say, said we're Sean... one i didn't say we were all gods i said we were yeah. all connected to to god we were all one with god that was complete that's before separation yes right because that's but, before what do you think
1: a... your soul when you when your soul chose to incarnate as uh, as, as you he, he the, your soul chose a fairly cushy cushy number didn't he i mean you know like like you know growing up in in sort of a nice part of California with a reasonably well-off dad what do you what, what do you think what do you think this incarnation of you
0: is 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 doing for your soul um it's learning its own experience it's learning its own challenges and its own destiny as I said everyone has a different destiny I believe my soul put me here because I have a certain ability to use the platform of media of, you know, understanding the psycho, the psycho emotional landscape of media, and then uh, using that for uh, essentially, hopefully elevation of consciousness and uh, expansion of awareness for, for many people. That's the intention at least.
1: Yeah. Do you know what that, I mean, it's funny. I, 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 from where I'm coming from, I kind of feel that's my mission too. So I, I, I totally respect what you're saying. I'm not I'm not taking the piss. I'm I'm just I'm just curious about why people think the way they do and why it is that people within our you know, I mean you're 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 pretty you'd call yourself awake, wouldn't you?
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm working on it. I'm more awake than the, as I said, I'm not in the mundane reality. I'm not in a physical I don't believe in the physical well, yeah. reality and all be all. So awake awaking to me is like being in being more intuitive to the to the spiritual awareness being able to actually see things coming before they do being able to uh, intuitively understand things in a deeper way that's that's all aspects of awake but i'm not fully awake no
1: but well, I, I suppose yeah okay so so there is the the spiritual definition of awake and the, the the two terms have been conflated um i was thinking more the realization that that all u.s presidents are there you know if, if they get to be president it's um, it's all part of the the plan. Politicians <laughs> are all compromised and corrupt. Hollywood is a brainwashing in, industry. So is so is the music industry. Satanists run the world. That, you know, that kind of entry-level stuff. Yeah. You know, the moon landing's never yeah. happened.
0: But I look um, at it actually deeper than that. I still look at it as God, the creator of all, runs the world. This is actually completely allowed, permitted for a reason, because this is the best way for us to wake up. That's the way I look at it. But I do actually have to right. jump in a second. <laughs> sorry. You've got to have a dump, did you say? I have to jump in a second. You've got to go.
1: A <laughs> oh, jump, <Yes>. sorry.
0: Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well no, we, we should same. do we, we should do another <laughs> we should do another chat sometime. I've 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 really enjoyed
0: Talking to you. I hope you th- you don't think I've 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 been No, I, I like I mean I definitely like the questions you pose. It's you know it's it's uh, it's refreshing to you know to, to get these kind of questions. I do appreciate it.
1: Well I'm curious. I mean that's the thing. I'm just trying to <laughs> like you, I'm trying to find yeah. out what the truth is. That's that's the only thing that matters to me.
0: Right, right, exactly. Exactly. Um, and I keep studying. Even well, Sean, you go
1: and go, say Christianity. You go and you go and go your to your pizza party now with <laughs>
0: oh no 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 no, no just the <laughs> or whatever
1: it is it... Thank you. <laughs> or, or go surfing whatever it is you do in, in 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 california is that is that where you are now I,
0: uh i'm in la no i've got a couple of meetings but um um as far as uh anyway i appreciate the conversation i will send you a couple things to take a look at to think about you know because all these religions to I... me they're all mythologies that have been that have been based in teachings and truths but not but they have been co-opted and utilized for a very important reason because that's where consciousness was it needed that lordship essentially to subserviate yourself as opposed to understanding that you are the sovereign <laughs> you are the sovereign you are connected yeah, to the
1: creator. which which i think is is kind right. of what i caricatured but i, I think there's another yeah. truth in it you know you you yeah. you too can be god in, you know
0: in your own way not god but, no you but, are not god Tell, you're tell people, you're a co-creator of your reality you are deeply connected because god works of course god is living through you where, where do you think god is god is everywhere god is in you where do you think god is it's not like uh you can look and point and say there's god no 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 god is everywhere
1: no no well we we, we can agree on that um tell people where they can find your stuff and
0: oh seanstone.info it was that yeah. simple yeah
1: they can i've, I've been there <laughs> and it's very easy
0: to to, to subscribe
1: to the Vimeo or whatever. Or, um, Sean, it's been great talking to you. I hope we do another one sometime. Go and enjoy your day.
0: Thank you, James. Great to see you. Take care.
1: Thanks. Oh, and if you want to support me, find me on Substack. Uh, you get to see my videos in advance. And um, Sean's gone. <laughs> Don't blame him. Uh, and also my website jamesdellingpole.co.uk. Thank you very much for those of you who do already. I really appreciate it. If you don't, do think about it. It's, It's worth it. Believe me, I'm worth it. You're worth it. You'll feel better about it. Thank you.